benefits are boring, or are they? Do they have to be? Uh, we are excited today to be talking about benefits. Funny thing to say, I know, but benefits are as we, uh, as I talk to a lot of my business owners about, we have seven negotiating buttons we can hit when we're looking to bring on and retain our talent and benefits is one of those buttons. And I was just kind of saying before we started this live stream, I've, I've been doing a ton of interviewing this week and 40 to 50% of the people I've talked to the first time, the first conversation I've had with them have asked me about the benefit package of the company in question. It is one of the top three uh, topics on the mind of people that are thinking about changing jobs, especially after coming out of the pandemic. Benefits are important. My name is Corey Harlock. I am the creator of Key Hire. Welcome to the Key Hire show for small business. We're happy to have you here. Uh, Key Hire, we are a, a fractional talent planning and acquisition company. Basically, we do twice the work of an agency for less than half the price. We take care of all of it for you. We're full cycle, work on leadership positions, new positions. Uh, but today we want to take you into the world of building a better mousetrap to be competitive, to get that top talent and retain your top talent in your business through rethinking your benefit program. Just a side note, if you have any questions, please throw them in the comment section. I We, are, we already got one. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. How are you? You're busy, Bob. How do you have time to be checking in on us here today? Uh, I appreciate it. Um, the other piece of news is this is the second last show of season one. We have one more show coming up. We're going to kind of take the summer off. We've got some stuff we're going to post up there for everyone. We'll be coming back in August with season two, but keep those, uh, comments and questions coming. We love them. So without further ado, our guest today is Caitlin, uh, Diamond. And, uh, I've known Caitlin for years and years and years and, What's impressive about her is I, I've introduced her to several of my clients and she has always been able to find a solution for them. And her and I were kind of talking a few weeks ago about how people need to be rethinking their benefit program. And as we were having the conversation, I thought, man, <clears throat> people need to know this information. So we decided to have, uh, she was gracious enough. She's traveling. She's found a spot to plug in and be with us here this afternoon. So Matt, let's bring on Caitlin if we can. Hey, Miss Diamond, hey, how are you? Corey. I'm doing well. I, I feel like you you almost said tuning. You almost said my maiden name. I know, that's why I'm always, we've known each other. I know I'm always confused because that's your pre your maiden name, right? Now Diamond is your married name. But uh, hey, thanks for thanks for um, you're dialing in from Little Rock, Arkansas. That's awesome. I thanks. am. I've been here for about two hours, so. <laughs> So cool. Re rearrange things to make sure that I was uh, where I needed to be at two o'clock. So thank you for very, having me. Very cool. So um, we're going to be talking about benefits. So just to kind of as a preface, give us like you deal with small to mid-sized business exclusively, mm -hmm. do you not? Yes. So tell, tell just so to build some legitimacy in here so people understand that this is what you do. Give everyone kind of a, a quick snapshot of the, the the companies you deal with and the business owners you work with. 
Yeah. So my smallest client, I think, is about seven employees. Um, and then my largest client is about 200 and 250. But I would say the majority majority of them are in that 30 to 50, 30 to 60 range. Um, and traditionally, when it comes to benefits, most small and mid-sized companies feel like they have very limited access and very limited options, right? Like we think of benefits, it's medical, dental, vision, and that's all we care about. That's all we can afford. That's, you know, what people are looking for, right? Is that what and you hear? That, it's like, and this is the best plan we can get. Right. Um, and it's the box we have, right? Exactly. It's a box, right? It's a small box. Traditionally, it's been a small box, right? You go to the Buka carriers. When I say Buka, that's Blue Cross, United Healthcare, Cigna, and Aetna. But I would say over the last, um, you know, 10 years, and I've been in the, the HCM benefit space over the, for the last, you know, eight to 10 years, and things have changed. There's a lot more options for business owners when it comes to the type of funding, um, so traditionally, you know, most people think fully insured. There's, you know, level funding, there's self-funding, um, and there's other carriers that are available to you with strategic and just outside of the box plans that you don't traditionally see. And a lot of brokers aren't showing to the smaller and mid-size um, organizations. So. And all that stuff you just talked about, I mean, business owners love to talk about that stuff. I mean, it's, it's, they're so passionate about it that's me being sarcastic right i was like are they though are they? And, and this is you know this is why i think this topic's so interesting and i think matt we just kind of covered the first question right like what are benefits as as an overview um but they're becoming really important and you know especially with key hire as we're trying to bring in that kind of capacity and transformational talent into businesses they're large, they're coming from larger operations where they might have a, we'll use a trendy word, like a robust benefit package, right? And people get used to that. And then when they come and join a small business owner where they can have influence and impact and really flex their muscles, they don't want to feel like they're kind of hanging in the breeze, right? They're vulnerable. They're not covered up the way they used to be. So, you know, we've covered the what are the benefits. So what why I was so interested in having you on was you were talking about the way the landscapes change and all the options that are available out there. So what are do you see in your world as a business owner, some of the mistakes that they might be making around just kind of settling for a traditional benefits program and saying, well, that's that's what we offer. That's all we can do. Yeah, I mean, I think there's several mistakes and, you know, not to their fault. If you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Correct. Um, and, and I think there, you know, we talked about the three things I kind of wanted to focus on that I felt would really, you know, drive home why we're here. Um, and typically, I think when it comes time for a renewal or even implementing benefits, um, a lot of brokers don't go outside of the box. They're not thinking outside of the box. So therefore, they present the company, they present a business owner, a controller, an HR director with a spreadsheet of plans from those traditional carriers we talked about. And they're like, well, the premiums are really high because you may not have a ton of people on your plan. So let's go with a really terrible deductible and even more terrible out-of-pocket max to really low premium. Um, you know, 
for example, an HSA, a high savings, uh, health savings account came out about several years ago. And that's kind of the road we went down to get premiums lower. And that's fine. And that may work for some people. But what we're seeing is we're not having a lot of people jump on the plan because the benefits aren't that great. And so there, there are other things now, like I mentioned, level funding. It's it's not a, a fully insured, but it's not a true self-funded plan either. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, but also we're seeing a lot more self-funding, which I won't get into the nuances of that, but just another option for companies that are really, uh, really wanting to invest in their employees and who find employee benefits important, um, which I think is I they cannot stress be. enough. I know it's my job and you know it, but man, well, they, they, they it's should, important. They, they should be thinking it's important because it yes. is a huge negotiating uh, tool for them if they want to get people into their business and, and keep people in their business. And keep people. And you want your people to feel like they're important to you, right? Like I know Great. organizations have bottom lines, all these things, but you're not keeping people, man, that turnover costs, you know, so it all goes into that. So really just the out of the box of, of the actual health benefits. There are different carriers out there. Um, I work with one carrier and it's a crazy name. I'm going to throw it out there because the name is so funny and people will get a lot. Gravy. The carrier, that is the name of, of the carrier. It's called Gravy. But I'll tell you what, I have several companies with them and they love them. And the plans are, un, they're not traditional but they work for this organization. No one had ever showed them to them before. And they have more people coming on the plan this year. I mean, there's just so many options when it comes to medical that's outside of your traditional medical. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah. So we can we can go look and say medical is, I mean, everyone wants mental dental vision, right? Uh, that That is a deal. And just to go back, you know, I've talked to people that have wanted to leave companies because their health, their benefit plan was so poor, right? Mm -hmm. And as people go through their cycle of life, they have kids, they get married, they start having kids, benefits become important. Then uh, as kids grow up and get off the plan and start going to school, maybe not so much, but then we start aging or someone has a health issue. You know, we hear that all the time. Like the benefit plan is really important because my spouse has a condition. Um, so that's, that's one angle of it is just making sure we, we take care of that, the medical dental vision. Side. Yeah. The medical piece while keeping your employees top of mind, there's ways to keep your employees top of mind and your bottom line top of mind as well. And so I think it's important to make sure that you, um, are, are working with someone that is looking outside of the traditional box for you. Mm -hmm. So what are some other things that might fall into the, the, uh, outside the box, the more untraditional methods that that might yeah. be, might might be a, a a tool you can leverage when it comes to attraction and retention. Absolutely. Um, what we see, and I just got out of a, a open enrollment with one of my clients specifically who was wanting to add some additional benefits that wouldn't necessarily cost the company any money, but that employees may be looking for. And when I say employee, you know, millennials, we've all heard of the whole pet insurance thing. That's real. Like sure, people are yeah. looking for that. So if you can build, you know, kind of two part, a solid wellness program and whether that's being, 
you incentivize them to go and get their annual physical with, you know, putting a couple hundred dollars in their HSA account or incentivize them by giving them a gift, whatever it may be. Building a wellness program um, is huge. And the second piece is building a that word robust voluntary program. Right. And that's where these voluntary benefits come in that. The company doesn't necessarily have to pay for, but employees are looking for, meaning adding, you know, additional life insurance options because it's going to be much more affordable to the employee to get it through um, a company offering. Company doesn't have to pay for it, but they're getting it. Guarantee issues a lot higher and they're more likely to enroll in it than, you know, sure. calling somebody to, to, to do all that um, outside of open enrollment. And so building, you know, with with additional life insurance, pet insurance, legal insurance, um, you know, that's a great example. My husband started a new job in December and neither one of us had ever done legal assistance because we don't need it, have never needed it, knock on wood. But in there you and, it, and it's a very low premium in there, you're able to build um, your will and power of attorney and things like that. And you can do so with you're paying your low premium every month and it's included in that. And we were able to do all that online, got it notarized online. They send the portion of it to the, the county. And we probably we had to, we've talked about it since we had our daughter for over two, two years almost. Um, but we probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. anytime soon if we didn't have access to that. So giving your employees access to things like that is huge. And it's not costing the company any money, but your employees have access to it at a lower cost than they would out on the open market. So that's another piece that we're seeing that kind of brings this whole health and wellness package together to make you more competitive. That's, that's really cool. cool. And then, so I'm assuming in there is like the, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, employee uh, where you can kind of get mental health care and all that. Yeah, stuff. and that, employees so I... We'll say with all the, the medical plans now, mental health is included, but there are so many different options now that you can do with virtual care and virtual mental health, right? Like coming out of COVID, that is the number one thing that we have seen go through the roof. The number one ask in all of my enrollment meetings is what does our mental um, health care look like? So part of that is packaged in your your health piece, but okay. there are so many add-ons that you can do now. Whether that's, you, I, I would highly suggest being company paid because that's extremely important. Sure. But there are so many avenues for that now um, that almost all of my clients have added on because of what we've seen coming out of COVID. So here's an interesting question for you: are, Is it possible to create a plan where it's almost like a a buffet, right? Where the employees can pick what's important to them versus the employer saying, here's the plan we're going to, to invest in. And we're going to try to get people to squeeze into the plan we think is the best. Or are there options now where you can say, look, here are the 10 things we have. You build the plan you want, and then that will generate a premium for you. I, yeah, I mean, I would say it's a little bit of both. You're always going to have your health plans, whatever they may look like. And we, right. you know, depending on the size of the organization, offering two to three plans. Obviously, that's, that's the benefits dental vision, right? That's the health plan, right. And so you get a couple different options. Usually right. it's a, a difference in deductible, whatever you're comfortable with. But then everything else, you know, adding on dental and vision, if you want to do that, you can, and it's a pretty low premium. And then all of these other things we're talking about. So if you want to do 
pet insurance, if you want to do additional voluntary life insurance, if you want to do legal, you get to choose all of these things. The company doesn't force you to enroll in them. Um, you get to choose what's important to you. And that's, you know, we're kind of, I just had an open enrollment last week and we started offering pet and illegal assistance. And um, some, again, I think it's, you know, who, who you're talking to, one may want one while the other thing's sure. Pet insurance is dumb, um, but there's all kinds of things. Cancer, hospital indemnity coverage, critical illness coverage. These are all things we're seeing that they're really important to some people and other people may not care at all. And so when you make them voluntary, um, again, not costing the company anything, but it allows your employees to feel like they are, you know, putting on their plate what works for them. For sure. And so I just want to make sure I understand. I always like to view these conversation as, well, what I am, a really dumb business owner, right? So no. I so no. so when you say no cost to the, the owner of the business, if, if I, the employee, sign up for pet care or pet insurance, I pay a premium to that, but there's no match or requirement from the business owner. Correct. So, so they're going to sign up for their, their health benefits and they're going to say, I will, I will take your dental and your vision. And then mm -hmm. you can offer them a previous uh, hospitality guy. So you, then you give them a menu of all these extra things mm -hmm. and, you know, be, me being a middle-aged married guy with two kids, my needs would be very different than. Um, you know, someone coming out of college who's single and has a cat or a dog. So I can pick the things that are important to me. They can pick the things that are important to them. And we've almost customized the plan to the individual. Yeah. Yeah. So in an example there, literally what you just said, married, have two kids, your kids play sports, right? So an accident um, uh, ancillary package I'll get into the details of that. May be important to you. Your kid falls, breaks his arm. We, you know, send it in. We have accident coverage. You get a check in the mail to cover, help cover whatever. Sure. Um, somebody just getting out of college with a cat or a dog may be like, my cat or dog is my child. So I want, I want pet insurance. So yes, you are able to choose one or the other or both. Um, and that's the beauty, right, of being able to offer these voluntary packages is because you can kind of, if you're offering four different things, you know, someone may want all four, someone may want sure. none, and someone yeah. may want someone in the middle. And I think the power in that is if, if a business owner, and I want to say takes the time, but I don't feel like there's a huge time investment, right? If, if they have the right broker and they're dealing with the right company, like, you know, you come in and say, hey. I'm walking through your business and I'm seeing a lot of diversity in terms of the people and your ages and all that good stuff. And we, we can put together something for you that is cost effective to you, but makes your employees feel like you're thinking no matter who you sit down with and put the package in front of them, they're going to feel like, Hey, you thought about me when you, when you were talking to Caitlin about what can we offer? You didn't just say, give me the, Give me the cheapest thing you have and we're going to roll that out. Yes, yes, exactly. It makes it again, it gives your employees access to those things that they may not have access to on the open market or would be much more expensive. And so exactly like 
I, I started a, a new company and I see that they have pet insurance and I'm like, fantastic. I have a dog like this is wonderful. Right. Um, or, you know, I have children. We need that accident coverage or we need whatever it may be. Or I'm going to have children. So what what can this legal assistance do for me? Can I, you know, create a will? Can I create a power of attorney? That's so, really it's really cool. And it's funny because you're, you're, you've been doing this a long time. So you're like wired to think of it as the benefit to the company, but I'm wired to think of it as, okay, if I'm bringing someone to this business owner and, or as a business owner in a negotiation with someone, they're really excited and they're going to ask, right? We can, we can hope, Oh, don't ask about benefits or (laughs) we can put a plan in place to say, ask me. Because I want to be able to say, hey, this is really important to us. And we've really turned over every stone we can. And here's our base offering. And here's what you can kind of how you can customize your own plan to take care of you and your family or your pet or whomever. That can't be under understated how important that is in the negotiation process when you're trying to bring someone on board, especially if they're coming from a big company where they have what they feel is like, you know, the Cadillac of benefit programs. And they're like, well, because that, in in a sense, a benefit program can almost act like golden handcuffs for these people, right? They're like, well, I hate to walk away from all this, right? It's like LTIs. Well, I got LT, I got, I got these, um, stocks that are going to roll over every year they vest. And if I walk away, I'm leaving money on the table and people can feel like that about their benefit program. Like, man, I'm walking away from this. And and I think I said it before, but I, they don't want to feel exposed. They don't want to feel like I was covered up by this company and they took great care of me. And now by joining this new company, I'm vulnerable. I have, if, if the, if something, if the wrong thing happens, I can be susceptible or vulnerable to something bad happening to me and my family. Yes. And that's essentially, I think what, when you talk about all these kind of, all the different offerings, what we're doing is really selling security and safety for, to people. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a good way to think about it. And it's important. People it's want very important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, just going to say the third part and you kind of mentioned it um a, a few minutes ago that the let's say is you know talking about the you know what your right. different different options are as a business owner all the things that you can offer for your employees what employees are looking for i think the thing that kind of puts a bow on it is the relationship that you have with your broker and and Corey and i talked about how important this is and he was like well how often should a, a business owner whoever is making the decisions be meeting with their broker. And if you are not hearing from your broker or account manager at least once a month in regards to something like, and I'm not saying meeting with them, but just like an email, a call, um, unless you don't want to be bothered, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, I don't think that's good. And I, I am, it's something that I have been taught and I've seen the, what can happen if you don't do it. And what happens when you do do it, um, having quarterly meetings to talk about how how the plan is going. Or do you have feedback from your employees about the plans we put in place? Do they love them? Do they hate them? Did someone like, is there a gap in care somewhere? Is someone's doctor now out of network? 
whatever it may be, having those quarterly meetings, I think keeps, it definitely helps build that relationship. And it, and it lets us know what we need to do when it comes time for your enrollment. So I would say communication is key. Like if they're calling you 60 to 30 days before your open enrollment with, hey, here's your renewal. You got a 15% increase. When do you want to have open enrollment meetings? Um, I would I would highly suggest to, to look elsewhere because having that, that constant communication throughout the year is extremely important. Um, for you and your employees. So, so that's a huge thing. And you have to be, you want to be able to trust them. I mean, we go, I go into so many meetings and they're like, well, we're 45 days out from our open enrollment meeting and we got a 25% increase. What can you do for us? And we're like, well, probably nothing at this point, but this is what we can do going forward. But right. We, we want to eliminate that headache and that stress. Um, and so communication is key. And if your broker is not talking to you about some of these words I've used, level funded, uh, self-funded, captives, um, all these different outside of the box, if they're not coming to you with carriers that sound crazy, like the name Gravy, and I say that because my rep will say the same thing. If they're not coming to you with these alternative solutions, I really think you're missing the boat because there's a lot of things out in the market that are just awesome and can help you as a business owner and help your employees. So, so I think what I hear you say is benefits or your program is not a set it and forget it. Correct. It is not your benefit. Your, your employee benefits program is something that's constant. I mean, constantly being used. Someone is using, their benefits. They're going to the ER at midnight. They're taking their sick kid to the doctor at 8 a.m. They're having a baby. They're breaking their ankle. Like they they need to talk to to a therapist. Your benefits are always being used. And if me as a as a broker, if I'm not getting feedback from my clients on, hey, I think we may have a gap here, or we've heard, you know, we have a few people have asked about legal assistance. Like if I'm not having those conversations with with my clients another broker is and so me as a broker selfishly like i do that because i want to make sure that my my clients are happy like right and and that's how you do it it's the communication it's the being in front of of each other it's not it's not just me waiting for the phone to ring when something's wrong me and my team need to be proactive and so i think that's huge these are the reasons i love introducing you to my clients and it's as you're talking i just the thought i had was you know benefits my impression is and you'll correct me but my impression is it's it's a very transactional deal for a lot of business owners like i need them just give them to me and then i i don't want to talk to you i don't need you to sell me anything we'll just let these roll and then if if my rates go up too high i'll call someone else right i mean you're you're Correct. You're exactly right. And and that's unfortunate because it shouldn't be that right way. Like if we're having these conversations, we know we have a lot of claims. We're probably going to get a high renewal. What can we do? What can we do to get these claims down? Um, And the the other thing I wanted to say, I knew there was one more thing I wanted to say. When it comes time for your open enrollment period with your employees, make sure whoever it is, your broker, your account managers, that they are either coming out on site and or doing webinars with your employees every year, even if your benefits aren't changing, because people forget how to utilize their benefits. 
or they don't use them correctly, or they don't use them when they should or how they should. And so the constant communication and education to your employees is huge and it will play a major role in in your claims and your renewals and everything like that. So that was the last part that I, I was like, there's one more thing I want to say. It's the education about your benefits to your employees. Cannot stress that enough. Well, and it feels to me what you're kind of doing, creating a, a movement almost. And it's funny because we had Chris Mansky on last podcast and he was all about communication. He's wealth management and his motto for his company is every client every month as well, right? Like wealth managers show up on your birthday, they send you a card and talk about how much, what else you have for me, right? Uh, so, but you're creating a movement around, and what I was saying before, like benefits have traditionally, they're commodity. It's a very transactional thing, but in hearing you talk and in my experience, and that's why I think I like working with you so much is, it's not a commodity. It's a very personal. Uh, it's a very personal, yes. interactive, uh, living, breathing thing. And like you said, if people in your company are they're utilizing the benefits, and you don't know as a business owner, right? And so if it's just set it and forget it, and your people aren't they're struggling with something, and you don't even know about it, and so creating these conversations around even having you come in and talk to people about the program, right? Mm -hmm. They might tell you something they wouldn't tell a business owner because they don't want to be vulnerable with the business owner. Or they don't want to, you know, feel like they're at risk or whatever. And, and constantly shaping this and working with your, uh, your provider is a very powerful thing. And I think they're, they're, there's a movement happening and business owners that are kind of the early adopters of this are, are understanding that this is an ongoing conversation now. And this is a really personal and customizable thing that we can be doing to take, not only take care of our people, but show them we, you know, we, we give a shit and right. we want to take care of them and look at what we're doing. And we're going to make sure this resource is here for you and we're following up on it. And so that's what I, that's what I, I think I hear from you, right? It's like we, that's what's cool about what you do in the Inch Group does is you guys are more than just, we're huge and we can get you the best deal. Yeah. Um, it's, you guys are really around, okay, well, what are your needs and let's build the best program for you, which is, is in line with what I do as well. And it's like, yep we're not just going to sell you the out of the box off the shelf solution here. This is what we do for everyone. Everyone gets the, it, the fun is in the work and creating the right solution for what people need. Yes, exactly. You, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly it. Got it. Awesome. <laughs> cool. So I'm a business owner and I'm listening to this and I think, man, I have been thinking about benefits all wrong. They're not boring. They're actually they are not really boring. cool. And I, there's so much more I could be doing with them. Uh, what do I do? What's next? Um, well, you need to contact your broker if you are happy with that broker relationship. Um, if you are not, my information will pop up at the end of this. But um, <laughs> there it is right there. Um, you know, if you and, and we get it right. Some people have very long standing relationships with their broker. Um that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing because they may, may not be up to date on what is best for your company. But regardless, reach out to your broker, 
reach out to me, whatever it may be, and and get that conversation going. So, you, you know, if, if you have a one-one renewal, right now is not too early to start talking about that. If you have a 10-1, if you have a mid-year, it's never too late to start talking about the changes that you want to make. Or even just if you listen to this and write down some buzzwords and I heard about this and I heard about this, what can we do? Um, I say that, that that is your your number one move because the last thing you want to do is wait until we, you know, if you are one one, which is most of what we see in the in the market, don't wait until October to do these. Some of these things take time and and they take time educating your employees because it may be, you know, a shift in in what they're used to. Um, so that would be my number one advice. Pick up the phone, send an email um, to to your current broker, to myself. Um, if Corey, if you want to pick Corey's brain and see what he has to say about it, <laughs> whoever it may be, you're what we we say a trusted advisor, your advisor. Yeah, sure. um, that that's my number one. My number one, do that. Number two, make sure you're in communication with your advisor throughout the year. Um, and number three, make sure you trust that advisor and make sure that you feel right about what they're doing for you and your employees. So Yeah, they got to be out there. Like you're saying, you, you, they should be talking to you every month and they should probably be on site, what, two, three, four times a, a year to visit you and help you out and talk to your folks and do all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, I could, I could talk for hours about all this, but there's just so many things that um, we, we can do for you to make sure your benefits are being utilized um, and to educate your employees and to just make sure that we're all on the same page um, with with your plans, with your, you know, if again, could talk for hours, <laughs> claims and all of that. So just communication is huge. So number one, pick up the phone, call your broker, call myself. Let's have cool. a conversation. And even if you're not their broker, but they want to pick your brain, can they still call you? Absolutely. Please call me, send me an email, um, hit me up on LinkedIn. I would love to have a conversation. Okay, so how do we get in touch with you? Matt's been flashing it around here, but let's do it one more time. How do we get in touch with you, Caitlin? Yes, my email was up here, caitlin.diamond at insgroup. Oh, it's insgroup.net. Sorry, Matt. Caitlin.diamond at insgroup.net. Oh, um, Hold on. He's going to repair it. Um, or I am. Oh, that was very quick. I'm impressed. Awesome. I'm very impressed. Uh, you have, you're on LinkedIn as well. I am on LinkedIn. Yes. Yes. Caitlin Diamond. That is me. Hit you and, up on LinkedIn, uh, message you, email. And if you want to learn more about the Inns Group, you absolutely. can go to the website. Yes. You can go to the insgroup.net website. Um, we, my office is located in Houston, but we have um, offices all over the country. So if you have employees in other states, if you have locations in other states, um, we're able to service you there as well. But yes, please feel free to to shoot me an email or a LinkedIn message. I would love to have a conversation with anybody. Super cool. Um, I think I think you proved today that benefits do not have to be boring. There's a ton of there's a, there, there's so many options out there that there people just when they hear unfortunately when they because it's become so commoditized, right? People hear benefits and they just kind of and they're like whatever. Um, but they need to rethink it. it it's important. It's important it on a number of levels. It's important in, in my world as an attraction and retention, but it's also from an operational standpoint, showing your, your employees you give a shit and care about them and want to make sure they're taken care of 
so they can remain happy and productive workers is important too. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I will, I will, I could keep going. like I said, so yes, you, that's exactly right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you squeezing us in. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Yes. Caitlin Diamond. She's awesome. If you like what you heard, uh, I absolutely recommend just pinging her, picking her brain, small businesses. She understands your needs and can help uh, customize and tailor a program for you. As we mentioned, uh, what's coming up here. So if you want to get in touch with key hire, if you have some talent strategy or acquisition needs, you need to upgrade a role, create a new role, create a tire strategy, you can schedule a consultation with us on our website. You can email me directly. Matt, Corey, at keyhire.solutions. Uh, you can hit us up on our LinkedIn page. Oh, there's the email. Uh, you can hit us up on our LinkedIn page. Follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, don't forget to, if you like what you're hearing, uh, subscribe and uh, to the podcast, to the YouTube station. We're on all the major, major platforms. Uh, give us some love, subscribe, share it. Send it to a business owner or a buddy you know that you think it, uh, will be a benefit to them. We're doing this to help small business owners give them information they might not otherwise be having. We have one more episode coming up to wrap up season one. Uh, Chuck Hendy is going to be our guest. He's my Vistage chair. He's a successful businessman, all-around good guy. So we'll be talking to Chuck in three weeks, I think. Looking forward to that. So until next time, everyone, thanks for tuning in and stop grinding and start growing.